hire away on qualifications. Go for it. We need qualified, competent, intellectual people in these positions. But please, please, please stop race baiting. Stop gender baiting. Let's limit the searches to the most qualified, competent, best person. Welcome to Political Contessa. I'm Jennifer Nassor, and this show is here to support your interests in center-right politics, policy, and breaking news. Listen in and discover how to awaken your inner ideal candidate. And if you're ready, how you can jump in and change the world as a runner or a supporter. Welcome to Political Contessa. If you or a friend have ever considered running or you know a woman who should, I've got something just for you. My quick guide called Secrets from the Campaign Trail. It will show you five signs to tell you you're ready to enter the political arena. To get these tips and learn about all new podcast episodes and ways to get involved, head over to politicalcontessa.com. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Political Contessa. In this episode, I wanted to talk about the Supreme Court justice nominee to replace Justice Stephen Breyer. So every president is entitled to their choice for cabinet secretary, their staff, and of course, their Supreme Court nomination. We, the voters, we may not like it, the names and their histories, they may make us sick. They may not go along with our political background and our history and our views. They may seem unqualified, but it is the president's right to have their choice. Whether or not that individual is confirmed is a different story. Thankfully, we have the separation of powers and the executive branch. The president can only make a recommendation, the nomination, and the legislative branch. The Senate needs to make the confirmation. I have no problem with the separation of powers. And honestly, when I don't like the person, it gives me something to talk about. But what I don't like is when the nominee is chosen for a purpose rather than his or her qualifications, their credentials, education, experience, wisdom, what they bring to the post. Experience actually matters. Yes. Yes, experience matters. It matters in every single job. And sometimes it matters in a good way. And sometimes it counts in a bad way. So recently, Justice Stephen Breyer announced that he would be retiring. Well, let's go back a second. Someone in the White House announced that he was retiring. Then the justice said he was retiring. To me, as a lawyer, the most prestigious body of government is the United States Supreme Court. The men and women who have served on that court are some of the best and brightest minds we have ever had. My hero was always Sandra Day O'Connor. As the first woman nominated to the court in 1981 and served until 2006, during her time on the court, she was considered amongst the most powerful women in the world. She was the sole person there, the only woman out of nine justices. And when an article was written where they called out the nine men on the court, she 
let them know that she was a woman. And she was so happy and welcomed with open arms, the great Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And the two of them were there as the sole women forging a path for all the rest of us. Now, back in the early 80s, when President Reagan said that he wanted to nominate, oh, by the way, it was President Reagan that nominated Sandra Day O'Connor. Yes, and he was a Republican. When he said he wanted to nominate the first woman to the court, it seemed like it was groundbreaking. It was exciting. I remember as a little girl thinking, wow, the first woman. But that was 1981. She was sworn in by a vote of 99 to zero, the most votes for a Supreme Court confirmation in United States history. That is not just for women. That is overall. Today, in 2022, we still have presidents that are looking for goodwill by announcing they're going to nominate based on gender. Trump did it with Amy Coney Barrett, and now we see it happening with Biden. I don't know about you, but I have a problem with this. I don't care about your race. I don't care about your religion. I don't care about your gender. But I think as long as we have people who are still making distinctions between us, it's always going to separate women and men, the color of your skin, and your religion. Let me give you a fun fact. As Senator Joe Biden told George W. Bush that he would filibuster and kill the nomination of Justice Janice Rogers Brown for the United States Court of Appeals for the D.C. Circuit. Now, the D.C. Circuit is one of the most important courts. However, what you need to know is he didn't stop there. So Judge Janice Rogers Brown was an incredibly highly qualified individual. She had served for seven years as an associate justice of the California Supreme Court and was the first Black woman to do it. She was the daughter and granddaughter of sharecroppers and grew up in rural Alabama. She rose from poverty and put herself through college and law school as a working single mother. I cannot take credit for all of this background information, by the way. This comes from Mark Thiessen from the Washington Post. Biden and his fellow Democrats then filibustered her nomination, along with several other Bush Circuit Court nominees, all of who had a majority of support in the Senate. Yes, I said that. Biden filibustered a nomination of a woman, a woman of color, as late as 2005. When the Democrats derailed her nomination, Bush renominated her. She was eventually confirmed by a vote of 56 to 43. Biden, he voted a second time against her nomination, and he never explained why. A couple of months later, when my favorite, my hero, Justice Sandra Day O'Connor, announced that she was retiring, Biden appeared on Face the Nation and said that he could assure you it would be a very, very, very difficult fight, and she probably would be filibustered. When he was asked, wasn't she just confirmed? He replied that the Supreme Court is a totally different ball game. Now, this is the same guy who goes out. First thing he says is that he's going to nominate a woman and a woman of color. Look, my issue is this. As a woman who went through my early career in the 1990s, 
I never wanted to be known as the woman. For years, I found myself as the token woman in meetings. In my younger years, I served dual purposes. I hit both the younger person and I was a woman. If back then being Syrian wasn't going to get me fired, and if anyone thought about it, maybe I also would have served in the woman of color part as well. But here's my point. Hire away on qualifications. Go for it. We need qualified, competent, intellectual people in these positions. But please, please, please stop race baiting. Stop gender baiting. Let's limit the searches to the most qualified, competent, best person. And just to point out, unlike every other position, whether in government, though they never seem to leave, or in the private sector, a Supreme Court appointment is a lifetime position. So when you hear all the rhetoric out there and you start getting emotional thinking, it would be great to have another woman. I agree. It would be great. It would be great to have a woman of color. I agree. It would be great. However, we, all of us in the United States, do not need a political zealot. doesn't matter what party you're in. We, people in the United States, we need a fair and open-minded judiciary. We, people in the United States, need someone who will want to do what Sandra Day O'Connor wanted to do, have lunch together, be collegiate, actually work together for the good of our country. Justice Breyer, whether you know his rulings or not, whether you know he's on the court or not, he is honorable and distinguished. He is a centrist. Justice Breyer is a pragmatic problem solver and a defender of the court's reputation. President Biden needs a win. And going out and saying that he's going to nominate a woman of color makes him an instant loser with the majority on the right. I'm so happy to see another woman on this court. And please don't get me wrong, but I do think it sets all of us women back when white males make a statement about gender and race. It's like we're not competent to serve without bringing that up first. It's up to you and me to make sure that that stops. And we talk about our qualifications before we talk about our gender, our sexuality, and our race. This all worked in 1981, but why is it the same playbook being used 2022? Thank you. Stay safe, happy, and healthy. Thanks so much for listening to Political Contessa. For all the ways to listen and to get the inside scoop on what's happening in center-right politics for women like us, head over to politicalcontessa.com. Contessa.com.